At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Now that we're here, right, we finally got it. We finally made it to the spot. Very exclusive. And this is a very exclusive establishment, the Underappreciated Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm here to explain to you my guest. I'm finally going to show you my guest. If, if you can see where I'm at right now, you might have an idea, but you have no idea. Survey says, bringing out my brother, my close friend, Jeff Hamilton, legendary jacket designer, product pusher, culture pusher, my brother, my twin. My brother. Yes, sir. Great to be here with you. So look, the whole world wants to know one thing. How are you able to push P this long? Pushing P as in product, premium leather, premium everything, your whole lifestyle. It's just, uh, it's very simple. It's just passion, you know, like I'm pushing passion. Pushing passion. <laughs> That's I like P, that. The P is for passion. So it's like, I, at this stage of the game, I've been doing this for so long that I'm, there's no, the motivation is, is part of my way of life. I just want to be out there. I want to, it's not even a hustle. I'm just blessed to be able to, to have the universe or God allow me to do things that I love to do and, and, uh, and just being part of the culture and try to, to, to create more and, and try to always be better and better as I can, if well, I can. Well, people have no idea how part of the culture you are. We're going to get to that, but, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's let the world know for the viewers that are watching right now and the people that are listening, where you come from, like, where's your background? Where, like, where do you come from? I, I was born in Morocco, North Africa, and when I was 10 years old, I moved to France um, and just, you know, went through my studies, you know, math and physics and graduated, uh, married when I was 19 years old, and just had always the American dream, loved everything about America. And when I was 24, I moved to America. Just moved with a wife and two kids and uh, $6,000 at the time. Wow. And that was 1980 and just didn't know what I was going to do. I had no idea what I was going to do. And look how it turns I, out. $6,000, you turn it into millions. I just had no idea what, what, what uh, you know, I loved, I loved fashion, but I didn't have any experience at all in fashion. Never designed a thing in my life. I thought I had good taste. I mean, I thought I had, you know, I was, I was doing a little art here and there for myself, you know, never. And uh, one thing led to the other. When I moved in, I was looking for a job, couldn't find it. And I, I basically started hustling, kind of, for lack of a better word, like meaning working hard. Not the hustle is key. Stuff, but buying from a store, selling from a store. And, have uh, you ever interned for anybody? No, I never worked for anybody in my life. No. Wow. So, uh, so what I did was, and, and I always st tried to stay true to that, not to work for anybody, just to keep always that identity that I had mm -hmm. and that in the independence. So, um, 
so I start buying and selling from store to store, and I start making a living, you know, right. to support my family. Very humble living. And then I ran into some French people at the time, which we became very close friends at the time, and they just had started a new company. Uh, and that company was Guest Jeans. Wow. So they started the company and... So you was doing denim before leather? No, I was not doing that. No, no. So, so before I even... So when I met those people, I basically... We started talking, they wanted me to work for them. And like I said, I never worked for anybody. And I knew the concept of licensing, so I asked them to give me the rights to do the menswear. Right. So I started the menswear in 1983 and... Without having any idea of designing anything. I didn't even know you needed to create a pattern to create a piece of clothing. So I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about watches and washes or, or fits or anything like that. And, and I basically, I learned on, on the go. That's incredible. Even management of business, I didn't know anything. Just learn on the go. And, and that's why I made so many great successes and so many errors in my life. Yeah, but you, you've done it. You've done it for multiple eras before people were born, you know, and, you know, an underappreciated podcast. I, I believe you're underappreciated because people try to put you in a the box. They talk about sports and athletes and stuff like that, but they have no idea. You've done rock and roll. You've done everything. Presidents. And we'll show them the president jacket in a little bit. But yeah. So that, that's so basically that's where when, when I got started. And I started getting really my love for fashion. That's really, you know, when I moved to America, I really, in my thought, I was dreaming to be in a fashion business. I wanted, I was dreaming to be in the jean business. And everybody said, you're crazy. You're going to sell jeans to Americans? I mean, it's like, you know, how can you sell, like, you're French, you're going to sell jeans to Americans? It's like, well, I have different ideas of doing certain things. And, and it was the right uh, time and the right platform. And obviously, I mean, starting, I started with, uh, you know, $22,000 in 1983 at the time when I started gas. Within two years, I was doing $75 million a year. Whew. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? He's doing $75 million a year. I'm talking about 1984, 1985. Just imagine it's what different that, money. That's billions. That's billions now. <laughs> like, I just had to talk to y'all directly about that because that's kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> like, what would you do with that type of money? Like, like, what was you doing during that time with that type of money? I was just listening. I was, I was 26 years old, 25, 26 years old. I mean, I, th I thought that was, uh, I thought that was like a, some kind of God or something that I was able to make such a miracle. And, and I started buying my own BS as well, you know? So <laughs> I was going in and, you know, uh, going to, to Rolls Royce. And I was the first one of the first one to have the platinum card at the time, you know? American Express, and I would just go in and put the platinum card on the desk and say, I want to buy that car. I have 10 minutes. If you don't tell me, I walk away. And then we'd buy cars. And then two days later, I was going to buy a Porsche the same way. <laughs> that's crazy. But I was buying my own BS at the time. I was like an but that's egomaniac. That's what happens when you're King Leo. King Leo. Yeah, yeah. Is so with, I was a Leo. Leo like I'm, we, we I'm a true first. Leo. I'm like nine plus Leo. So I'm like, I really was living <laughs> the Leo life, which is, you know, hopefully I. I still have an ego, but hopefully I, 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 I'd like to think that I have it under control right now. Right. Well, man, look, you look great, man. You're keeping it together. You've been here before I was born, well before I was born. You made millions well before I was born. You know what I'm saying? And I grew up in hip hop, you know what I mean? Coming up with my uncle being one of the pioneers of hip hop. So it's only right that we start talking about the hip hop influence you had in the game. And we could start out with the Martin jacket because this right here, this jacket right here, come on. Let's talk about Martin Lawrence, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. like Martin Lawrence, really. Martin <laughs> Lawrence, And you know, it happened to be his, uh, the 30th anniversary of, of when they launched the show in 1991, 1992, like July 1992. So uh, actually this month is the anniversary of 30 years. And uh, so actually I'm, I'm, I'm working on, right now I'm designing 30 jackets for for Martin to give that he's giving wow. away to all the top celebrities, one of one uh, custom jackets, which should be done by the end of the month. So, so you heard it here first. You heard it here first. You know what I'm saying? You get the exclusive. But before that, I, I, I did, you know, LL Cool J. Like, you know, I mean, I was looking at the other day the by accident. He's go LL. And LL, you know, like, Mama knocked you out. You're like, like, I mean, and I found the picture and I realized, you know, and, and I realized like one time I was, I think it was 95 or 96, you know, Maybe maybe ninety eight. I don't know something like that. And and I was at the airport. We're coming for an NBA All Star game, and and we start talking. And we've always been friendly, but you know, not buddies. But he said, you know, 
you know how much we represent to the culture? And that's the first, first time that I heard the word culture at the time. And I said, I mean, I, I don't know what the <laughs> F is he talking about. What I do, I make jackets, that's all it is, you know? Because, right. you know, we, it's part of our, us growing up and doing all that stuff with the jackets mm -hmm. and the eight the ball NBA, jackets and the, whole the NBA jacket. The eight ball was not me; it was somebody else. But yeah. you know, like like mostly the NBA ones and but you had way in '91. I mean, '91 was already like the Michael Jordan championship jackets right. and and the Raiders jackets and and the White Sox jackets and Ice Cube and and Dre and NWA wearing my stuff and. Sheesh. And, and Biggie and Diddy and all those guys like way back then, you know, so they were wearing my stuff. Um, and it's just like for me, I mean, I, it's really today it's kind of an accumulation after in fast forward to 2022, it's an accumulation. I never looked at it that I was building something and I, and I was building some kind of a legacy, right. you know, which is the biggest compliment that I, I ever get is just like, I kept on doing things I loved all the time and trying to up my game as much as I could every time, trying to come up with the idea and always try to be in touch and never take, like I always say, ne take nothing for granted and, for granted, and, right? and I appreciate every moment and a, every experience I ever had in my life. Right. Well, with, when it comes to this hip hop and all of that, hip hop is, you know, athletes want to be rappers. Rappers want to be athletes, you know what I'm saying? And there's just nobody greater than a lot of the greats that we look at, you know. But I just had to bring this out because this right here is the logo, man. Jerry West, man. And he's still here living to this day. This is very yeah. rare right here. I was at his house like he's 85 years old. And, um, and I told him a story that when I, when I grew up in Paris, mm -hmm. I had a poster of him in, in my room. I had a poster of him, Will Chamberlain, and Lou Alcindor. Uh, wow. Before he changed his name to Kareem. So I said, you know, for me, I grew up like not knowing what the Lakers were. Mm -hmm. But I loved the Lakers because it was Los Angeles in my dream. I dreamt of Los Angeles. Never had seen a basketball game, a pro basketball game in my life on TV or, I mean, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have anything like that. So I didn't even have I, cameras I, like that. You could just and walk I, and around I think and pop I, up. And I grew up. I mean, phones. I think the first time I got, I mean, I had a black and white TV till I was... 18 years old so I mean I don't you know so I, and it was only two channels in France so right. there's not like that the whole thing that oh that so you guys didn't get America TV like it wasn't I didn't really know anything TV. I mean I know I knew I knew some of the shows like yeah. uh, at the time like Get Smart or Peyton Place or things like that but I really didn't know anything about or, or Bonanza or things like that but I really didn't know anything about American TV or, or the culture of, of so the in reality you're just saying you're a creative genius you was able to move these things out of your mind and just bring them to reality no no i'm, I'm not saying i was not, <laughs> no, i'm not no, you know you, you're gonna try to get me my ego to fall into it no no i was not but i loved it i mean i love basketball and i and because of that i stopped because i loved america so I, since i was a kid i always mm -hmm. loved anything in america so i listened to all the music and the rock and roll and and i liked the culture and i even you know, just my name was Jeff, you know, I mean, my real name was not Jeff when I was born. My real right. name was Joseph, but I wanted people to think that I had an American. So I changed my, I mean, I basically everybody started calling me Jeff when I was 15 years old. Because, you know, at the time I wanted to, you know, I would go meet the girls and say, I was telling them I'm Jeff. My, my family is from, the only, the only thing I knew I had to say in English was Houston. You know, I did not speak a lick of English. <laughs> Even when I moved to America, I didn't speak very little English. But I love to say the word Houston. So my family is from Houston, so I say, I'm from Houston. I would say, like, in French. And they would just be like, oh, and yeah, well, like American, in Texas. Well, American. So, Texas, so I, I would call all my family that lived here. Yeah. I, I needed, I used to get all those college, uh, you know, T-shirts with all the logos. I love that stuff, you know, all the American culture. Mm hmm so you knew that and eventually in the future that you was going to be one yeah, of the ones. Yeah, I just, I, I wanted to, to live the American dream for me was to come to America. Mm -hmm. And I'm just very happy I did. Well, I'm happy that you did because if not, we wouldn't have all this fashion that we need day to day because it's very important to have this stuff. If, if you don't have this so the, stuff. To, so to go back to that jacket, you know, I, you know, I was, the, 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 the well, I was like Jerry West. Spot, one. Oh, oh, Jerry. The Jerry West, you mm -hmm. know, so actually I, Luckily enough, I was uh, commissioned to do the 75 greatest players jackets this year mm -hmm. in 2022. But, but I also was commissioned to do the 1997 50 greatest players. So I was lucky to... Uh, well, you did the 50 and the 75, by the yeah. way. You know, and, and I'm planning to do the... been doing it. And I'm planning to do the 100th anniversary. In, 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 I'll be 91 by then. But I'm I'll still be there with him eat, no matter what, even if he's... 
And I won't be. Don't worry about it. But uh, I uh, so actually I, I went to see uh, Jerry West at his house, and it was so so amazing just to be in his presence and being at his house and with a childhood hero of mine. So one of the things that I've always said, you know, and I and I repeat myself is, I as blessed as I am to do the things that I love and making a living doing it is I still have that little bone inside of me that I'm, I still feel like a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, when I meet any kind of celebrity, I'm still excited. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a 20 year old rapper mm -hmm. or an 85 year old basketball player. Right. You know, for me, I always had that excitement that, uh, that is very special. And by me doing that, you know, I mean, I, when I look at how many people I went through my life, I always had that special excitement and that I'd, I'm still kind of like a little groupie when it comes down to, to simple things. Even mm -hmm. like, like a couple of weeks ago, I was in Vegas for the summer leagues and, and I was in, with some, some, I was some rookies, you know, and I'm still excited about that. Just like no, I, I was take, out there with them. I want to get the pictures. I want to do the stuff. I want to memorialize those moments because I, it's, it's very special for me. Everybody. Everybody we got think, to meet up with we got to meet up with the champ. Shout out to Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, yeah of course. To meet up with the champ. And, and you know, it's funny yeah. enough. Like a friend of mine, say, a friend of mine didn't know that I have a relationship with him. Yeah, what did he tell you? What did he say? He said, "Yo, yeah, uh, uh, champ, champ, I want you to meet my friend Jeff Hamilton." He said, "What the fuck?" Are you he said, he "What said, have you thinking?" Before. I, know I, I know him for twenty-seven years. I know him, yeah. I know him twenty-seven. He wasn't even born when I met this man. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. He said, "I've been wearing Jeff Hamilton's before you was born." I said, "Dang." No, it's just, and it's nothing but love. You know, like. The idea is, we run a business, we always want to make money. This is like, we're in, we're in America, we're in a capitalist country, and we mm -hmm. want to make money. Right. And, and I think it's so beautiful just to be ambitious and, and be successful. But at this stage of, of my life, you know, uh, it is very important, mm -hmm. but it's not only, it's one of the priorities, but there's a lot of other priorities. The other priorities is, are like, knowing that I can go out and do something that I love. I wake up every morning, I'm blessed to be able to come and design. I come right. up with 20, 30 designs a day. Some of them, I don't even use them, but I keep on doing, doing, and nonstop trying to become prolific, seven days a week. I mean, my phone rings at two o'clock in the morning, I answer it. I mean, I'm, I'm 24 seven on, you know? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the third thing that I have, which I never realized once I, once I came back and, and back into the business is that you know, I'm this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It's an element that, that's just so beautiful. It's very pretentious, mm -hmm. and, but very humbling also. Right. It's the fact that I'm building a legacy. You know, like when I'm not around, 
maybe my jacket or my history will be around. Yeah. So those things, it's just, uh, it's amazing. It's because you, you, it's like you're building something mm -hmm. without ever seeing the result of it. Right. So it's kind of like, actually I wrote, a, I actually wrote, I, I wrote a, some, some kind of quote and, and, I, and I used it for one of the jackets that I did for, I created a new jacket homage to, uh, to Virgil. And Rest I didn't put the Virgil, name Virgil, Rest I put, I put a long leaf V on, on the jacket, but I, I put legacy is planting seeds into a field without expectation to ever see the flowers fully bloom. That's so, a beautiful quote, my brother. So I put that on the jacket and, and that's exactly how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like when you, build, when, when you raise kids, you want to do the best, you want to do the best thing to them. You know, you're not going to see them them but you being get, you get to see part of it you get you actually got to see part of it when you see like since we were talking about jerry west and the lakers we get to see a part of it like let, we could talk about kobe bryant and how you got to see him at the beginning of his career right to when he won his won his first championship as well know. as lebron rest in peace as well as lebron kobe as well as, Ma as michael i mean i met michael and I, I met michael in 1986 it was after a year in the nba so it's not like, you know what I mean, was a kid. You met him when he had the small gold chains on. <laughs> you met him when he had the small gold chains on, and that's crazy. The earring? Yeah, that's legendary, Michael Jordan. Like, yeah, can you tell us? I, when, when we do, on my show, I want to I wanna be able to talk about things that, stories people that have never get, they never heard them before. You know what I'm saying? You've done many interviews over the years and people getting the chance to talk to you, but, you know, when they're when they talking with me, it's just different type of access. So... Let's talk about that time when um, you gave Kobe that jacket, his first championship. How was that? And where was he? The first championship was, uh, was in L.A. You know, when they, that was against uh, the, the, the Pacers. Mm -hmm. So it, it, was, it was something kind of natural. I mean, you know, that, you know, Michael set up the tone, you know, like, you know, the knowing that he wanted the jacket after the championship mm -hmm. because it's kind of like instant gratification. Right. You know, a ring, you win a championship, you have to wait for the ring four months before the beginning of the next season. The jacket, you put it on, you get that persona that you are the champion and you right, right away get that, that. So I started like with Michael, I started with 91 actually, I started like with the first championship. 91, 92, 93, and then, then went on 98. 96 is really when everything started taking off a little bit more. This is the first one? Um, that's, uh, no, that's the other, uh, I don't, it's in the back. Like, that's a 97, this one, 97, I think. 97, yeah, so he's, yeah. That's Mike a 97, that when, remember when you wore the patent yep. shoes? Mike won that mini, when he yeah. won the patent leather shoes. And then it was a 72 and 10, you know, so, so that was it. And But 98, that's where really basically everything just took off. Uh, and so Mike, when, when Kobe in 2000, in 2000 won the championship, mm -hmm. and I was right there waiting on, on, in, 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 in the locker room with him, like right away he grabbed the jacket, put it on, he was a champion, Shaq wore the jacket, and I mean all those videos with how the champagne flying. How was the energy? Like how, like, what was I the mean, conversation? What was the There was the no conversation, emotions. they were screaming, they were happy in the championship. Imagine <laughs> yeah. like a... 2000, he was, you know, like he was like uh, 21 years old, mm -hmm. 20 years old, 21 years old, like right. one of the first youngest guy to win a championship. And he was so excited and just like so amazing. Even Shaq was the MVP of all the, the, the things during those years. I mean, but, but imagine Shaq at his prime and Kobe at his prime. And I have, you know, all the pictures with them in the locker rooms. Right. And it was, was an amazing experience. And listen, being in LA and, and me sitting on the court for many years and being friends with Jerry Buss for all those years and winning the championship. I had seen, I've, I had seen Magic win five championships, mm -hmm. you know, since I was in America. But uh, seeing Kobe and Shaq was such an amazing duo and being in the court and knowing the players and being friends with... Uh, Robert Ory and, 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 and Phil Jackson, you know, like being... How is Phil? Phil cool guy? Phil is, Phil is a very cool guy. He's yeah. a very reserved guy. He's not like the guy that's going to go and give you a high five. Yeah. But a very, very smart man, very reserved, but very classy. I mean, he's by far, there's nobody that will ever, ever get closer to him uh, as a champion. I don't, I mean, no disrespect to, to uh, Red Auerbach or anything like that. Red mm -hmm. Auerbach won also 10 championships. But, you know, you're talking about... 
a different era. I mean, the players were fantastic, but there was only eight teams in the NBA. Right. There was no salary cap. There was only like errors. four foot, seven footers in the league. So, and, and basically, if the more money you had, the more the better team you had. When you have to deal with a, with a team where where everything is based on salary cap and you have to control, and every, that's why you have that beautiful parity in, in the NBA. And that's why I think Jerry West, other than being the logo of the league and, and being an amazing Hall of Famer and player, mm-hmm. I think, you know, if there was something as a general manager, he would he'd be by far the, the goat of uh, goats because what he did with building up the teams or bringing uh, uh, magic to the NBA and, and, and smelling what what Kobe was going to be able to do and trading him before he, he went to Charlotte, you know, for Vladi Divac, who was a, the star of the NBA team. So that, that's where these accomplishments come from. And that's why well, uh, Jerry West is, is, is the greatest of all your, time. Uh, what is your favorite jacket you ever created of all time? Like, what is your favorite piece you feel like this is like everything to you? I, I think, you know, like, you know, the, my most famous jacket right now, I think, is the 2000 one Kobe championship jacket, mm-hmm. the one he wore in the locker in, in the shower. When he had his head down when he was yeah. like this. And, and there's a lot of stories about that. But really my, my favorite for me, my, that's most probably like when people say the most iconic jacket that's known of mine, uh, that would be the one. But really my, my favorite one is 1998, uh, repeat the three-peat of Michael Jordan. It's still six always- rings. you're talking about the six rings. The six ring, the one, the one you have, you yeah. have that one. So that one is-, is See what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Straight from him. You heard it from the goat's mouth. No, okay. you have it. And, and it's by far my favorite jacket. I don't know why. It's, it has a special place in my heart because, you know, me being right there when... You was when, actually in the photograph, too. I'm in the photograph. When he made that last shot, I mean, I was He's like... He's in the photograph. Where's, where, in the background of the photograph. where's Waldo? If you really look in, right. you, you, you find me <laughs> one of the little heads like that, you know. And right after How was that... You were like this? He, I was the only one because... I. No disrespect for the Utah fan, but they were nasty at that time. Yeah. They were nasty, they, you know, like against Michael, they were, you know. And uh, right after the game, I mean, uh, his personal bodyguard, Michael, came and got me, got me into the locker room. And it was an amazing scene because Michael, first thing he said, Jeffrey, where's my coats? <laughs> He's the only one who called me Jeffrey, by the way. Uh, and uh, so I gave him the jacket. He was happy and I was taking pictures and, and, and I was like... Uh, talking to him and stuff and then suddenly the late uh, amazing broadcaster of ESPN uh, Stuart Scott mm-hmm. called me Jeff Jeff come in we need to interview I said I'm talking to Michael and said well either you can talk to Michael either you can talk about your jacket in front of 60 million people <laughs> I said okay and now, <laughs> now you convinced me so I went and did an interview with ESPN uh, I wish I had that interview though I don't know if I I don't have a copy of that interview, but That's that was pretty awesome. Interview. Yeah. Let's see. Hey, and Stuart Scott at home could find that interview. I need y'all to find that interview. For but me. Stuart Scott was such it. an amazing icon, and you know he just kind of also broke all the barriers. You know, with like, you know, like uh, as cold as uh, the, the the other side of the pillow, yeah. and, and he has so many great expressions. He was just uh, an amazing, amazing human being, and truly missed uh, all the time. You know, yeah. So. Rest in peace, man, to the legend. Rest man. in peace for sure. So yeah, so let's let's get let's let's continue to talk about the Kobe uh, jacket and the pose, the infamous pose. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did that picture come about? Like, where where was you when when he got the jacket and how did he get the jacket and how did that picture even happen? Like, so first, when I designed the jacket in the 2000, I, I used like mostly a, a yellow jacket with a skyline for the. Second version, I, I just tried to kind of evolve the design where it also was a different kind of skyline, but I really wanted to go more purple. Mm-hmm. And we're in Philly. Uh, they beat the Sixers. They lost their first game and they lost, then they swept all four games after that. And, uh, you know, of course, like with the iconic Iverson, which is, you know, like I'm a big fan of Alan Iverson, of mm-hmm. course, who, who is not. And, uh, and we're in the locker room and everybody's celebrating and celebrating and suddenly, where's the trophy? We cannot find the trophy anywhere. So myself, what? I mean, I, I, I was always behind uh, uh, the iconic uh, Hall of Fame photographer, Andy Bernstein. Yeah. And I knew I, I wanted to be behind him because I knew he was going to take all the good pictures also. <laughs> and he, in the prior years, he always took all the pictures for me. And... Uh, so we're looking for him. So I'm following him and we don't know where Kobe is and mm-hmm. we don't know where the trophy is. And we walk into the showers and Kobe is in a corner holding the trophy and he's having a moment. It's a very 
it seemed very depressed that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I know the uh, the story about him. His I know the story, and stuff, I mean, like, I mean, but I'm not talking about it. But it's mm -hmm. a very was a very personal issues he was having, right. you know, and uh, and he was very sad. He was in a very meditative state, and he was kind of holding and hugging a trophy. And uh, we were only four people when, when we took that picture. There were only three or four people with us in that room when that picture was actually taken, wow. including the photographer. So you were in the room with I was in the room with the two photographers, the assistant, and myself. You know, I mean, Andy told me that, Andy Bernstein told me that in some of the pictures, actually, mm -hmm. when, when, when you look at the reflection of it, you can see me on the reflection like you cannot see me clearly, but you can see my jacket because I was wearing. Every time I went to the locker room, I made one for Shaq and Kobe, and, and a couple of players, one for. for and I may always made, made one for me because I, I had that in the pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, and I did the same thing with with all the every championship. Always made mine as well. Right. And, and that's uh, why I have some of the exclusives sometimes. Me and Jeff's the same size, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, so that's kind of like like was. I didn't realize at the time how iconic that picture was going mm -hmm. to be. Uh, and, it and even after that, that took, I have personal pictures with Kobe and I, and he was still had that face that he was like, he didn't want to be that kind of, right. I mean, the contract between 2000, when he was such a kid and he was like laughing and, 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 and champagne and a cigar in his hand. Mm -hmm. And I had pictures with, with Vanessa and him, Vanessa, they were not married. Vanessa was 17 years old. Wow. And, and, they were the, and he was 20 years old, 20, 21 years old. So mm -hmm. they were kids. Yeah. And it was so innocent and so beautiful. And uh, that's crazy. So it was a beautiful moment. So and, you uh, see how from that turning into that, but it ended up turning into a real cultural phenomenon when the uh just recently the diplomats battle jada kiss and the d block you know what i'm saying in, in the versus locks. in versus, in versus yeah. you know locks, you locks by, versus dipset yeah yeah both to you by swiss beats and Timbaland. you know what yeah, i'm yeah. saying legendary all legends together by any means but that battle was was arguably the best battle yeah in, i know in hip-hop history like one and, of the and i'm, I'm so blessed sure. that because when they announced uh, that they were going to do the the verses mm -hmm. uh jim jones called me and he said, uh, FaceTime me, and said, you know, uh, you know, we're doing uh, the, the verse I had not heard. They said, but we really want you to be uh, with us on stage because you're, you're part of our history. And uh, I said, sure, yeah, of course, I'll be there, you know. Right. So I went there, I was on stage, and I, you know, of course, listen, I'm, I was friend with DMX. I did mm -hmm. all the DMX stuff, and I friend with Sweets, and I did Eve, and I did the, the Locks, and Kiss, and Jada Kiss, and all the, the, the guys. Stars you know? P. And, you know. uh, Stars P. And, and so, so, so I was on, on stage, and, and obviously everybody started rushing on stage. It was everybody, all the buddies, and then suddenly they started clearing everybody out. And the only one that was staying on stage was one of my, my, my brothers, Wadin, who basically yep. runs like the uncle of Swiss. Rough Riders, you know, and he's one of my, my, my good buddies. And uh, he said, you're not going anywhere. He <laughs> stayed with me. Yeah, because everybody saw it at home. People so everybody just saw, saw you. They saw your said, smile. They saw your smile from a mile and away. And I was, wearing, I was not discreet. Stage, I was know? wearing a white python leather jacket, like tan, <laughs> with my glasses on, my yeah. whole look. And they said, who, who, who the F is this white dude? Is he the owner of the, the, the Medicine Square Garden? Is he the owner of the, the, the record company? Or is he the wheat plug? But he's it was somebody there, no matter what. Because <laughs> it was definitely a gangster habitat up there. Yeah. And I was right there. You are like as 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 the, the the show evolved. I mean, I was like from yeah, you the know dip side, <laughs> the dip set guy. You know, I was like moving a little bit towards like the luck side. You know, yeah, because you know, Yonkers, Yonkers, and uh, Yonkers and Harlem you know, made they. It's a little, no, little there was, energy. There was, you know there was not, nothing it but was, love. So it so was be, all love be, before the before the the. Before the uh, did you did you give Jada that jacket that DMX jacket prior to prior, that? Yeah, prior, yeah. So before before the, the the show, I was in the locker room mm -hmm. with with uh, with with Joel and and Jim and and uh, and Cam. Of course, Cam for me is like probably one of the the first one who, who really also put me very deep in the culture yeah, by, I mean, by mentioning my name in the song. Yeah, Killer Cam, yeah, he definitely mentioned your name, highlighted it, and, and had it on too for years. And you years know, then the, the diplomat, you know, I'm Harlem not gonna fly, go too deep in the diplomat stuff, logo, yeah, I mean. how inspired it was from my personal logo, but it's okay, it's nothing but love, and I yeah, love it. it. But it's, it, you know, I, I loved, I did so many amazing jackets for them, for the diplomats, and mm -hmm. and, and, I, and to this day, I still love those guys, and, 
you know, if I FaceTime them, they pick up the phone in a second. So it's right. not a question. So, so, uh, so I went in and, and uh, obviously Swiss and, and, and listen, Rough Riders and X and all those guys being mm -hmm. from Yonkers. And you know, recipes I, DMX. So we, uh, we went out and just, uh, you know, I brought the jacket for, for him to wear. Mm -hmm. so, so Kiss had the jacket. So how he do the celebration post before he even, <laughs> how did he do the... the no, he did it after the fact. He did it after the fact? He did it after I the was fact. Like, and I when was he like, came back after that, already and, and no, I, I just saw it only the next day and everybody started like, became viral because he started wearing it. And that he was, was viral. He was wearing with the shorts and the Timberlands and it was pretty hot, you know? Yeah, real New York. And before that, uh, you know, when obviously when X died, I, I, I went to the funeral mm -hmm. and... Uh, and uh, Swiss, I, mean, I had made that jacket for Swiss actually. I made one for Swiss, one for Alicia, and I made somebody for in the X camp. Uh, and uh, and he wore it on the Billboard Music Awards. Uh, Swiss Beats mm -hmm. wore the jacket on, on the awards. So that jacket is a beautiful jacket. That's pretty iconic, uh, iconic moment. Have yeah. you done? Have you done any jackets for DMX in his heyday when he yeah, was really sure, going, sure. going crazy? Oh yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, I did all the. Uh, you know, and, and actually we are, I'm re rebuilding that jacket into a commercial jacket that we're going to be hopefully launching, not hopefully, we know we're launching into uh, Amazon Music, we're going to do a, a limited uh, a, a drop of uh, only 100 jackets. Wow. And um, so we're going to make a drop uh, and obviously with Wadin, mm -hmm. we're doing that, you know, so. Yeah, you and know, uh, so we did the original one only leather, and we made it for all the whole gang of uh, of, of uh, Rough Riders. You, so you see, there's a hundred jackets coming out, so that really means there's 99 because I'm definitely gonna have one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just be like that. Like I'm just being honest with you guys. It's my brother right here, man. <laughs> I appreciate you really just coming to chill with me, man, because this is just like this is legendary right here. People don't even know how legendary it is. It's the DNA of fashion and the DNA of hip hop Thank just you. sitting right here together talking. I really appreciate that. You know, I'm, I, like I said, it's all for me, all all love and passion. That's all. Well, I don't, I don't. It's not, it's not calculated. There's no agenda in everything I do. I do, I, I do the best that I can at all all times, and let's see the results down mm -hmm. the road. Well, the results are speaking for themselves. But uh, this behind me, this beauty behind me right here. You know who that is, it's Muhammad Ali. Can we talk a little bit about your relationship and friendship with Muhammad um, Ali, man? Like, I, you know, obviously, who who doesn't love Muhammad Ali? I mean, right. he's just the greatest of all time mm -hmm. by by definition, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I was lucky enough just to to run into a, to a guy, you know, a friend of mine, may he rest in peace, also James Anderson, who was. Uh, a bodyguard from Michael Jackson. <laughs> Whoa! And, you see, uh, he, he big dog, and that's big. And so I used level. to be all around Michael Jackson, all the concerts, and then he introduced me to Sugar Ray Leonard. That's and my favorite artist, by the way, of all time, Michael yeah. Jackson. Has and this one. Uh, the reason why I do everything. And I actually, do. when I did, uh, when I owned Guess, and first money I, I made, I bought a house in Beverly Hills, mm -hmm. but I really could not afford the house, so I, I, I rented it out to Jermaine Jackson in 1984. <laughs> wow! And. Uh, and Jermaine, I mean, I became really good friends with the, the whole family, with, with the, you know, closer mostly with Jermaine and, and Jackie, but, mm -hmm. you know, Randy and my, I mean, I met Michael a few times through them. And, and I, in fact, I designed the jacket for the Victory Tour at the what? time. Yeah. And so uh, even though I was not really yet into the big jacket business yet, but I designed the jacket for, I mean, they, they had all my jacket for the Victory Tour. I used to have, a long time ago, I had all the sketches, the original sketches, but I, with all my, 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 my lifetimes and of moving in different companies. Traveling like, and I being know, everywhere in different places. Thing, I, I lost a lot of my, my, my creative designs at that, that Michael time. Michael Jackson jacket but, um, is insane, though. So, so uh, through that, I met like a, a really good friend of mine. James Anderson introduced me to a friend of mine. Uh, his name is uh, Jim Kilroy, which I was with him in, in Las Vegas. He's in the 80s now. And who used to be the chief of staff of Bobby Kennedy when he's running for president before he got assassinated. But he was also the personal manager of, uh, of Mohammed Ali. Actually, I have some pictures I can show you. He just gave them to me. I, sure, I think I showed them to you the other day. Yeah, no, nah, but I need to see that. They, I, I think they need to see so that. That's very, very rare. So I'm right going to show you those. But so he, one day he called me, he said, you know, Chasen's doesn't exist anymore. In, mm -hmm. in, but Chasen used to be the establishment in Los Angeles where 
uh, Ronald Reagan used to have dinner five times a week and every Frank Sinatra, like I'm talking like the OGs of OGs were there. And when I moved to America and I started making some money, I wanted always to go to Chase and even if I had a drink at a bar and, and that's what, I think that's the place when they invented the Cosmopolitan. Nobody knew about the Cosmopolitan, what? the drink and, and, we, and they were serving it there. They had like iconic bartenders and all kind of crazy stuff. So he called me and he said, I want to invite you to uh, Muhammad Ali's uh, birthday. And it was the 50th, exclusive. 50th birthday. Imagine how, wow. <laughs> how long it was. And I have a picture also of the, of, of, of the, when it was his birthday. My, my hair was all the way up to here. I was like, I had a earring. Yeah, no, he was a real rock star during that time. Uh, I, was was a rock, really I was living the rock star life at that time. <laughs> Riding Harleys. And, oh, and, he was wild. And, and that's why, I start, that really when I start making all the crazy jackets, because then you make the crazy jackets to, uh, to, to sell it, you know. So uh, can, can I see the Muhammad Ali pictures, please, Jill? And uh, so, so that's how I met Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali was just sort, such a regular guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, such, and I became really good friends with him. So last time I was in Las Vegas, he ended up giving me all those pictures, you know? Wow. That's a picture that my friend personally took himself. That's not a professional picture. That he, my friend insane. took it and Muhammad Ali signed. Then, then everybody- Did see this right here? Huh? This is Muhammad's autograph. Oh, yeah, and, 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 this, and, and this is like. You've never seen this. Then we played with Joe Frazier, who may rest in peace, also was a very, very close friend of mine. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. In fact, I'm, I'm probably one of the only persons that I know that has a picture with Mohamed Ali and Joe Frazier because they hated each other. Wow. And one time in Philly in 2001 uh, at the All-Star Game, they tried to put them together, the NBA. Mm -hmm. And... And they put him together the floor, but, but he wanted to go, he wanted to like... He wanted to fight him during that interview? When he met him, he wanted to, he had actually, I'm not going to tell the whole thing. He actually had real beef. He, was oh, he had real, real beef because he, he insulted him the whole, his whole life, calling him a monkey, calling him all kind of crazy stuff, you know, Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. And then when he saw him, even though he was going to come out and be aggressive, Mohammed Ali was already not in good shape. And, uh, and, and he started like going and hugging him mm -hmm. with so much so much passion that that he you know like like they met up you know so and i took i have a picture with both of them together and uh, so you see like here so this is my friend gene Carroy. okay right that's there the, that's that's the photographer no no no, no. Oh, that's, that's the manager muhammad ali oh wow and so there was joe frazier and then when they had the fight that was in zaire also when they had like the um, rumble in the jungle with Ooh, George Foreman. Got him with the dip. You never see. Look at you got yeah. him with the George from the rumble in the Can't jungle. That's him again, wow. like that with George Foreman, and uh, I remember that fight. And that's uh, that's of course. Yet, but I remember it. Everybody knows the Sonny Liston picture, the most iconic picture of Muhammad Ali. Yeah, for sure. But a different angle of yeah, it. Yeah, I've never seen that's, this that's angle the same. Before. That's that's that that's angle. The same angle right here on, the, here, on the jacket. But a different angle. You see. But that's like. <laughs> but again, look look who's here. Gene Carroy. Wow. So my, my dear friend, Gene Carroy. So 
always enjoyed being with him. And that and he gave me that's Mike Tyson and and uh, and uh, Muhammad Ali together. So the good thing about Jim Carrey is such a an OG, and, and I love him to death. You know, but uh, he's. Uh, always tells me beautiful stories. Every time I'm in Vegas, I have dinner with him and he tells me stories from, from Elvis Presley all the way through all the, the gossip, that stories that I keep secret, but, but it's like for my, my own personal... Uh, for your personal archive in your mind? In my you mind, my you own personal, personal stories, archive. You know, and, and I love them. Well, now that we on that, we went to boxing, we covering a lot of different things in this time, you know what I'm saying? But I want to get to rock and roll because that's a lot of things that he doesn't talk about. You don't get to talk about rock and roll to a lot of the interviews. They don't even ask you about it. They act like no. rock and roll doesn't exist. Like, right, on, yeah. And, Elvis, and, and listen, you know, I, I was very much into rock and roll. I, I loved it. And, and, but like in, in the 90s, you know, when, when things start coming out crazy, uh, you know, from, from the comedians. I mean, f I mean, also I had all the comedians wearing my stuff, you know, mm -hmm. like with the Andrew Dice Clay and stuff like that. So, uh, but you know, it was with the 80s and 90s, so you had the Motley Crue and mm -hmm. the Guns N' Roses and wow. uh, the Poison and all those guys wore my jacket. I mean, I, I have stories when I was in, you know, again, maybe the hip hop people don't know what Guns N' Roses meant in the 90s, but I was, I was, in, the, I was in the studio with them. When, when before they, the original four from the Guns N' Roses, when uh, before they fired like like the the drummer and, and 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 they were all like crazy stuff. I mean, you would go to a concert that the concert was supposed to start at ten o'clock, would start at one or two o'clock in the morning. Right. It was like real rock and roll lifestyle. You know, I would go to the hardcore to, crazy. I would go to Slash's house and and you know there was a bottle of Jack Daniels. That's when they destroy hotels and do all of that all stuff. All kind of crazy vibe, stuff. Right? You know, and but like beautiful memories and beautiful music also I mean so it's like and 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 you know at the time like in the 80s also I mean I was like I was young wealthy I felt good in my skin and and I started designing the jackets for myself and that's kind of people start loving my jacket so when they saw you pull up you wasn't playing no games you were still pulling up like I had the whole drip yeah, yeah. they're like what is this they're like <laughs> yo I need this what are you talking about like and, how you gonna uh, come and wear all python in my show <laughs> you know, I tried to be conservative and you know, right. and, and, and I didn't want to overshine you, so <laughs> that became to them, to them dress subtle. Right. Well, I mean. So, I, so by me driving the Harleys, I was in the rock, rock and roll lifestyle with mm -hmm. the long hair, earrings, and Did the whole thing. you know Aerosmith? I always wanted to ask. Yeah, of course, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's Steven great. Tyler, I, I yeah, met Steven Tyler, I met, you know, like just all, all those guys, like uh, uh, Van Halen, and the, you know, just all those guys, you know, we just always would. Motley Crue, which was a big thing, you know, uh, Poison, uh, Who was White your favorite Snake. rock star to work with, to create something for him? I mean, like the truth, favorite. I mean, you know, the most iconic band of the 90s, I mean, for me, I mean, there's no question that the greatest rock and roll band, I'm not talking about, about, about the Beatles because I put them in a league on their own, but really the greatest rock and roll band is, is uh, the Rolling Stones, there's no question of that. So, so mm -hmm. I, I, was, I was lucky enough also on one day I was in, uh, in the 80s, when I made a lot of money with, with gas, I mean, I, I, was, I opened a restaurant in, in 1985 on Melrose, which was the hottest restaurant in the city. See, I didn't know this. This is something and, you just gave uh, me something you never told me And personally. I met so many amazing people there. And uh, one day I was going to New York, so one of the big producers from New York said, I will come, let's go have dinner. And, and, and I said, fine, but I, I'm inviting you. So, mm -hmm. so I went to, the, to, uh, to, uh, to dinner, and as we sit down in a really tiny little restaurant in the village it says you know uh i hope you don't mind but a friend of mine is in town and his mother-in-law came in from england and is that okay if they join us if they join us I said, of course Sweet. he pulls in keith keith richard with his wife and his mother-in-law and he sat down with us at a table <laughs> wow <laughs> so i was like wow my god that was probably within maybe 1987 19, no 1988 1989 and uh as I'm talking to, to Keith Richard, he said, I have two of your jackets, which I had bought in stores, not, not for me directly, you know, but... Uh, oh, he was just purchasing on his own. Yeah, I'm, I'm most of it. I that mean, gave that's... me that same vibe when we went to Craig's, and then you was like, yeah, there goes my friend Elton John. I'm like, Elton John, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> we went to Link with Benny the Butcher. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, uh, I love these memories, man. Yeah. That's crazy, iconic memories. Like, and and like I said, every time, every, you know, I, it, it's... 
I promise you it's not about bragging or anything when I throw mm -hmm. out all those names. Mm -hmm. It's just like pure, like you said, like pushing P, you know? Yeah. It's like my passion. It's, um, for me, P means passion and, and being blessed to be able to be uh, humble, to be around right. all those big people because it's just a blessing for and me to passion, be, to be uh, living the life, a dream of, of a kid, you know, that when I grew up in, in, in Paris or in Morocco, when I was, you know, I never dreamt that I was going to be with Muhammad Ali, that Muhammad Ali was going to come and hang with me in my office right. or, or, or being best buddies with, with Mike Tyson or, or actually, uh, you know, I'm supposed to have lunch with Michael Jordan in a couple of weeks, you know, I mean, things like that for me, I mean, I, it's just like, Dreams for me, you know. Yeah, but they just your peers, though. At this point, when you've been around, hanging around with them I, I, for ten you know, decades, I still don't feel like they're my peers. Yeah. But I still feel like it's such a special blessing for me just to do that. You know, I was actually I was in Paris about two weeks ago for for Fashion Week, and mm -hmm. and and, and, uh, and of course I, I became very close friends with Michael's kids. Mm -hmm. Michael's kids, I've known them since they're two years old. Actually, I, I knew Michael before he was actually married. So I know his wife, Juanita, and his ex-wife and his kids. So the kids grew up having my jacket when I was two years old. I used to make like mini jackets for them, you know, for them to have it. And, uh, and so when they you had look, them their whole life. So the, when you look at those, the, those jackets, um, when you look at all the, 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 the dream team or the like 98 championship, you know, whatever it is, you, mm -hmm. you see that the, the kids wearing the jackets and the, the, the babies that were in my jacket. So actually, I became friends with them. I ran into, uh, at a Louis Vuitton event, I, went, I, I ran into Marcus and, and I said, let's just work on a couple of projects. And, you know, and uh, he's from Orlando. Right. I went to the opening of his store, Trophy Room, and I said, well. It's a beautiful store. I said, well, next time I'm in Miami, which I go a lot to Miami, he said, just, why don't you come over? And, and I mean, I'll come over, I'll come up to Orlando and mm -hmm. spend the day with you so we can hang and maybe we can, see if we can do some projects together. I said, why don't, why don't, why don't, instead of doing that, why don't, we, why don't we go to our Palm Beach and we have lunch with my dad? I said, well, that sounds even better. So, yeah, even so better. I'm, I'm scheduling that probably for the next uh, 10 you days. See they knew me. You see, they knew me out there. They knew me they out knew there. They knew you out there, yeah. You no question. Everybody knows the flash. I, I, I'm in the street in New York. People stop to me and say, well, you know, you're Jeff Hamilton. Say, yeah. Oh my God, like, you know, love what you're doing. You know, you, you, your buddies are my friend Flash. I said, okay. Hey, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And they know your boy, you know what I'm saying? I'll be outside a little bit, you feel me? So now, now that we, you know, we covered a lot of different things. Uh, can we talk about something? Um, give me some exclusive information that uh, no, one, no one knows that you're about to do. There's some things that you got going on. Can we give me, give me a little sneak peek of some, some of the stuff I can tell you, some of the stuff I cannot tell you. I mean, unfortunately, the good stuff I cannot tell you because we, we have some NDAs and we want to make sure that when we do the drops, it's all, all done correctly. But the only thing I can tell you there, you can think about the biggest band, brands out there we are blessed to be able to collaborate with them. Mm -hmm. uh, we're doing some collaboration with some uh, Italian brands, right. also without mentioning names, which I'm very excited. In fact, I'm going to Italy on September 15 to kind of close those deals. Mm -hmm. um, we just finished an, the, the second uh, very successful uh, drop with OVO. Wow. Uh, we did the weekend. Shout out to Drake. Shout out to all my boys over there. Yeah, yeah. TV Gucci. <laughs> TV Shout Gucci, of course. Yeah, our buddy. And uh, we, uh, we did an amazing uh, weekend uh, collaboration uh, for Super Bowl last year. We're about to do it. Uh, we're about to do another one. Uh, I can see it, you know, if you guys haven't seen it. You know, I, I, was, I was with them uh, actually. Uh, Exclusive. By the way, everybody should go and see that concert. I went to the concert on. How was that? I didn't get to see that. Oh, yet. oh it just just came out. I went to uh, MetLife Stadium. Sixty thousand people it was like so amazing, Jeez. and and I have to tell you, I mean, the people from EXO and and the management and all those guys are are the greatest people. Yeah, you I mean, introduced me. You introduced me. They're just such that. sweet people, so so real people. I mean, how can you have like people like that? You know, I mean that that they invite me to the go to concert. They they have me VIP. I'm in backstage. I'm all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And at one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning, I get a message from Sal telling me, 
Thank you, my brother, for coming and pulling for pulling after the show. I appreciate you coming to the show. I say, wow, I mean, I, I'm thanking you for you, me allowing right. me to be part of it and you treating me like a king. And then you call me to thank me for me to coming. So, so it's beyond, those people are beyond, they have so much class. And, and, and so I'm, I'm blessed also to be able to work on a new project, hopefully with them going forward. And, uh, and a lot of other great, we probably have a, probably a, a dozen mm -hmm. drops coming up this major, year. Major, major. stuff, you know, which we're happy and Like really major. Like and we're doing a, we have a big program with Amazon Music also that's going to be, uh, we basically, whatever I've done and accomplished in sports, uh, I'm trying to do in the music world. With the idea is that every month we're dropping one, one new artist, like, you know, so we did, mm -hmm. a, we did the Juice World, the first one, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully we, we, we're doing the Rough Riders and, mm -hmm. and some other ones, you know. And the big, big, big thing for us is also that we close the deal with the NFL right. and with NHL. So we are working on already going forward to the next Super Bowl, the next All-Star Game, and, and uh, just trying to, to keep up whatever we've done with the NBA over the years and continue with the NFL and the, the NHL and, and some of the other uh, properties that we are blessed to be able to work with. Oh, you see, he kept it P. You kept it P the whole time, you know what I'm saying? As in player, you kept the player because, you know, there's a lot of exclusive stuff. I know, I'm just gonna tell you, I know, but I can't say because there's NDAs in, in play, but you know, it is what it is, but y'all gonna see because it's my twin. Be with my brother everywhere. Yeah. So uh, let's let's uh, let's conclude it with what's your best advice that you could give somebody in in fashion and designing and anything like that. Well, I think uh, that I think like w one of the things that I'd like to talk about is is the fact that uh, you know like I always tell people. I mean, and to get to 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 my advice is that you have to build up your identity. You have to be yourself. You have to be unique in everything that you do. You cannot be a knockoff of anybody else. Right. So uh, to the extent I, I always try to create my own lane and be in my own lane. I've been consistent in my own lane for 35 years. So that's the reason why I, I stayed through, through the good times, off? through good times and bad times. I, I, I stayed true to myself. Mm -hmm. So the idea like when I design a jacket, like I always say, and I repeat myself all the time, I, I don't design a jacket because you don't buy a quote unquote a Jeff Hamilton and I'm not I don't like to talk about like I'm a third person third person but I'm as a brand I don't I don't you don't buy one of my jackets because you, you're cold right you know and and of course you can you know we wear jackets at 200 degrees don't yeah I mean, was in yeah, I mean I was in New York I mean I was wearing time. the jacket like but the, the, the idea is it's, it's you're buying an attitude you're buying a, you're buying a, a personality and and like again and at the risk of sounding pretentious, you don't buy a Rolex to know what time it is. Right. So, but you make a statement. It's something that you want to have. So, to that extent, I really want to make sure because I don't want there's so many people try to knock me off. So many try, people to try to ride my 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 they coattail and doing So a, one of the things that for the since 1991, me being an artist, I try to as an a visual artist, I try to create something that my jacket are kind of like. When pe people used to come to me and say, they, they never said, well, I own three of your jackets. People said, I own three of your pieces. Mm -hmm. And pieces are referred to pieces of art. Right. So I, I kind of like try to project my jackets as, as art. Mm -hmm. So to that extent, I start signing every single jacket. That I start creating a story on the inside of every jacket, like mm -hmm. the one you have. Personalized. Uh, I, 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 and, and I package them in a certain way. And lately, since I've started, do, I've started doing the 75 greatest players, I actually create a piece of art. Uh, Gilles, can you show me any kind of piece of art that you have? There's one, the Jerry West that's on my desk, actually. I love the exclusive drawings. So you see, so... Thank you, Gilles. So you see, like, when I create that jacket like that, mm -hmm. so what I do is I create a piece of art to go with it. Instead oh, yeah. of giving them a computer CAD, I create an actual illustration, and each, each illustration is all hand-painted by me. There's my seal, there's my signature, and this one actually is signed by Jerry West as well. So, so when somebody gets something, they really get beyond just a simple jacket, they're going to mm -hmm. be wearing it. So it's going to be, a, it's a real story, and, and I want people to feel very special. When they get the jacket, they feel like it's special. It's something, it's a memento that they might want to keep. They're not going to want to sell it. They right. want to keep it for them, for, for their kids, or, and interesting enough, when I mean, they did 75, 
It's a trophy. Yeah, a when trophy. The people got the seventy-five, people told me they love that. Or they compliment me on that. They compliment me on, on the packaging. So, mm -hmm. so advice is in recap. I mean, I'm sorry, I go on a tangent sometimes, but no, the advice is, is, is really going, being unique, mm -hmm. create your own lane, and and of course, be inspired by everybody else. You have to be inspired because it's like the culture is about knowing what's out there and try to push it to the next level. Correct. Second, dude. Second. Advice is work hard. There's no other story. There's no secret into happiness and success by working hard. You have to work smart. Also, that's another piece of advice. Uh, never procrastinate. Don't push something for tomorrow that you can do today. Because if you're a believer, if you believe in the universe or believe in God, it's pretentious to think that... Uh, you're going to be here tomorrow. For right. all you know, you might not be you here tomorrow, know. so do that. And uh, something that I really don't like is, and I, I'd, peop, I'd always tell people, don't never feel entitled. Be blessed with everything that, that you have. Everything that you have is a blessing, and appreciate every moment, and be very appreciative of everything that you get. And the good and the bad. When you have a failure, embrace a failure, and just be... In, because it's a lesson that you're learning that, that basically the universe is giving you in order for you to make yourself better. Mm -hmm. Well, that's beautiful, man. You, you covered everything, man. You did everything. This, this is my real brother right here, man. And I just want to let you know, on behalf of the Underappreciated Podcast, you are appreciated, my brother. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Love you, man. I love you too, brother. So, you know, we had to come see some exclusive... Uh, Exclusive vibes real quick. I'm gonna let him speak for himself. This right here yeah, is the president just, yeah, of the United States, you know, Bill Clinton. That's <laughs> the decade did. I did for him in 1997. And he wrote me a beautiful letter. And, and it was just a great experience again, like, like being, being, a, being an immigrant and, and sitting on, at a table for dinner with him and being with him and just having the honor to talk to him and just uh, it was such a blessing also. So I'm, very appreciative of it, you know, very appreciative of it. You see, signed it, and so I made a jacket for him, a jacket for myself, and he signed my jacket on That's the inside. black hair, Jeff, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see, you never yeah, seen I, black I, hair, Jeff. It's very yeah, rare. I used, to dye, I used to dye my hair black before, so I'm not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's the natural, you know what I'm saying? You're getting the natural maybe exclusiveness. Maybe a little younger, maybe. You feel me? And then, as you can see, this is what we was already talking about. That's the infamous Kobe photograph. That Jeff was also yeah. in that room, in the bathroom when he this took that. This is a jacket, a, a shoe that we design, I designed with uh, Converse as well. A so a lot, of, a lot of exclusive stuff that you get to see behind the scenes. Another Kobe vibe right there that you didn't even know. Just the stuff everywhere. Yeah, right? it's 2002 championship. And I'll show that you the very Jersey. exclusive, the very exclusive card right here that we did at uh, the NBA 2K party. Uh, it's a very rare Flash Hamilton card, as you can see, and it's autographed by Flash Garments. <laughs> wow, very rare. You ain't gonna have one of these, only Jeff. And I just wanted to show this, because this is very impressive yeah, right jacket, here. One of the first jackets they designed it around 1985. 1985, In one my of the transition first between Guess and, uh, and Jeff Hamilton. See that? And somebody just approached me and said, you know, I found this jacket, you know, and uh, I want you to have it. And so he buried it to me. And they he gave, gave you your own jacket back. Yeah. Actually, today I just got another jacket I made in 1988, 87. Uh, somebody came and they have it in the Philippines. And they showed me the jacket and I said, oh, I love that jacket. I said, well, we're going to bring it back to you. You know, if I fit this, I could, I'll be rocking this. But I can't fit this from the 80s. From the 80s. Tuskegee Airman. I have a Tuskegee Airman hat too with it. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. See, look, we're going outside with it. Like, only, only in the underappreciated podcast, you'll be able to see some stuff like you this. You see, like, like, those are like Bill Walton and Rick Barry, Pablo Escobar jacket. Yeah, look at that. That's beautiful. Bill Walton, baby. And those guys, they came to the office. They come here. Yeah, you see? Actually, Jerry West know. told me he's going to come. He wants to come to the office. Oh, Jerry said he's coming to the yeah, office? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please yeah. let me know when Jerry's here. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be amazing. Come, you know. Hey, see? You see, it is, it's very exclusive. Shout out to my boy Rave, too. He pulled up on me. You know what I'm saying? So we here, man. 
Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay tuned for the preview of this one. God bless. Thank you, my friend. Have, Have a good, good night. Garments! This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.